Alicia. Hello, Courtney. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. How was your long weekend? It was good. It was busy, but it was good. And camping down at Pine Lake Camp here in Alberta. Courtney is is sporting her PLC campwear. What happy days we spent at Pine Lake? No, it was fun. How about you? Yeah, it was good. I'm trying to think. We had a big storm on Saturday. Oh, yeah, Um, that's right. It wasn't terrible in Hamilton, but the further you get north and east, it got uh, worse. Yeah. Um, so there's some have serious damage. Yet? Yeah. Cause did everybody get their power back now, or are they some still without? Yeah, as of yesterday, I think there were still some without. I haven't heard today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like houses destroyed. Even yeah. Then. It's it was, it was crazy. So yeah. that was a bit nuts. It wasn't bad here. Like, yeah. By the storm hit maybe 12, 1230, yeah. and by 2.30, we were at an outdoor barbecue. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Just nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, our theme for today, this is our last episode of our Bounce Back series. And mm-hmm. our theme for today is keep going because of what Jesus did for you. Woohoo! Um, so what do we see when we look to Jesus that will help us keep going and bounce back? You know, there's a lot. There is a lot. That we see. When we really stop to think about it, there is like a ton. Mm-hmm. That, and um, we are going that. Courtney, if you can't tell, if by the paper rustling, she is starting to pull out some scriptures. True. The theme verses for uh, this podcast, initially, Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Side note, I like that it says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. That is very true. Um, like, that's a big, a big thought, actually. I like to think that, like, he took joy in us is what that means. Mm-hmm. And that he took joy in us. And so he endured the cross because of the joy he takes in us. Yeah. Think about how, like, that's just huge. Yeah. So I've, I've broken down some stuff today of like, what do we see when we look to Jesus? Mm-hmm. I've kind of broken it down into two different categories. Yes. The first category Jesus loved and received love. Mm-hmm. The second category is Jesus retreats to pray. Right. Now, there's a lot more to Jesus than there, just those things. This is just, this is just a snippet. Yeah, it's just the tip of the iceberg. For those who may not have noticed, we've changed the title of our podcast. It was two YPs in a podcast. Yeah. 
but that got really tricky when it came to searching for the podcast. So True. we've changed the name. It is now Flip Flop on the Pod. <laughs> oh, there we go. Because yep. why did we call it Flip Flop? Because we flip flop in the scripture so much. We flip flop through the Bible. So <laughs> we're going to flip flop a little bit today to look at Jesus' life and um, what we can look to to help us keep going and bounce back. Yeah. So we're going to start in Luke 19, verse 1 today. You should all know this story, so we won't spend too long on it. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here I give here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I like that because he's a very clear sinner. And, I mean, everybody is. Mm -hmm. But he was notorious. And tax collectors, it's not just like the government. Like, it's not just, like, CRA. No. <laughs> um, this These guys, like, they take what you owe the government, and then they also take more to pocket it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, so, a, like, one for the government, one for me. Yeah. One for, and like, he was the chief tax collector, which means he would have been a richer tax collector because he would have taken more from people. Yeah, exactly. So people didn't like him. Because he was using, essentially, using the law to steal from them. Mm-hmm. Was basically what was happening. And so people were like, oh, why is he going to Zacchaeus' house for tea? It wasn't actually yeah. for tea, but <laughs> in the song it is. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Zacchaeus. I just think um, it's cool to see how Jesus loves other people. Yeah, it is. Um, so next we're going to flip back a couple pages to Luke 10. Luke 10. Starting in verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. A woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has, uh-oh, one second. Oh, no. <laughs> what? 
the very corner of my Bible <laughs> is torn out. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Mary chose something. Uh, Mary, uh, in 42, right? Yeah. Verse 42, but, not, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will be not be taken away from her, is what my version said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. I've never noticed that before. That's weird. Just the very corner is ripped out. That's very weird. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I like that one. It doesn't, I mean, it shows us Jesus loving Mary and Martha. Yeah. But yeah. it shows them loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. It in does. two very different ways. Yeah. And you and I often joke about... Um, how I'm more like Mary and you're more like Martha. Yep. We do often. We sometimes call each other Mary and Martha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because at events, yeah. Alicia is often the one to do the work. <laughs> yeah. Or the behind the scenes. Yeah. Know. And I'm often the one um, with people. Yeah. Um, when we've had planned luau's and stuff for camp, <laughs> and I'm usually the one with the microphone, and yeah. Alicia's the one serving virgin pina coladas. Yeah, I'm usually in the back of the room, yeah. or tucked away in a completely separate room. <laughs> yeah, and when we'd host um, New Year's parties and stuff, yeah. it's the same. I was often the one playing the games, <laughs> and you were the one bringing the food out. Both are important. Yeah. Right. And we often have to remind each other to take the other role for a little yeah. bit. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, you have to say, Courtney, I need you to come and serve these because I need to go take the microphone. Yeah. Or they're playing phase 10. I'd rather play that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to play phase 10 ever. Courtney <laughs> yeah. so, does not like phase 10. Um, but yeah. So it's it's about for Mary and Martha. I look at this and Martha specifically here. I think Jesus is reminding her there's a bit of a balance. Yeah, we need to love love with that balance. Yeah, and so they together. It was like Jesus is perfect love, but they had like the perfect balance of love for one person, but it was two. Yeah, exactly. So we just need to like. Fine. And they were both doing it from a loving place in their heart. Exactly. So I just think, yeah, like as much as it's important to remember that Jesus loves us, it's yeah. also important to look to how Jesus was loved by other people. So we're going to, exactly. we're going to flip flop a little between those two concepts as well. Yeah. Well, and you even said this first section is about Jesus receiving love and giving mm-hmm. love. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So next we're going to go, where are we now, Luke? We're going to flip to John 12. Again, this is an example of Jesus being loved. Excellent. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So yes. they gave <laughs> they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard, 
and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used it to help himself to what was put in it. Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. We don't generally anoint people with perfume. I think the concept of showing love in this way is kind of lost on us. Yeah, I would agree. But back in these days, it was an extreme gesture, like an, an extreme yeah, gesture. Of love. Yeah. And the fact that it was an expensive perfume, we don't know, but I don't yeah. think they had a lot of money. I don't think they did it either. So the fact that she would use what she had to yep. anoint Jesus' feet with mm -hmm. this and to get low enough, like she was recognizing that he was worthy yep. of these things by showing her love through this anointing. During our Lent series, we talked about how if the same thing is recorded in two different Gospels, you have to pay extra special attention. Right. So if we flip-flop, Matthew 26, starting at verse 6. Okay. Now, when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, so this time we actually find out whose house they were in. Yes, yep. A woman came, but we, we Matthew doesn't tell us which woman. No. A woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She's done a beautiful thing for me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, Wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. One thing that often sticks out to me about this story in both yeah. accounts is yeah. that, I mean, this one, Matthew says that all the disciples were indignant. Yeah. John just tells us that Judas was. That's interesting. Yeah. That is that difference. Yeah. It makes sense Judas was because Yeah, Judas before becoming a disciple, Judas was a thief. Like he was focused on money. Yeah. And wasn't he the treasurer? Yeah. Like um, he took care of the money for the disciples. Yeah. And that's why he was so easily persuaded to take money to betray Jesus. Yeah. Because he was so money minded. Exactly. Um, so it does make sense that it that Judas was upset. I'm not yeah. surprised that the other disciples might have been maybe taken aback by it, though. Yeah, no, um, me either. But one of the crazy things is when we look at it, people around us 
we'll often look at our acts of love to Jesus. Yeah. To those around us and think that they are crazy. Yep. It's true. Um, but what we have to remember is that our, she wasn't there to anoint the disciples. No. She was there to anoint Jesus. Yeah. As the son of God. She was recognizing him as the son of God. So when we show acts of love to Jesus and by default to those Jesus loves. Yeah. um, Which we've talked about before, how when we love God, um, by default, we love others. Yeah. Um, when we show love to Jesus and others, the world thinks that we're nuts. Often. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it means we give because we know that Jesus will use that money for better things than we can. Exactly. Sometimes it means we give more time. Sometimes it, it, it could be a whole array of things. Yeah, it could be. Um, but Mary did not necessarily, that uh, not that I know of, have the means yeah. to quote unquote waste this yeah. this perfume or this ointment. Exactly. At least that's the impression that we get. Yeah. So that's just something to think about when it comes to how do we keep going when we're trying to love yeah the way that um the example is set for us we won't read all of these but some of the other ones that i have written down for jesus loved are Mm -hmm. when he healed people there's so many accounts of when he healed people um the woman bleeding who when he was on his way to heal a little girl um there's a giant crowd and this woman who'd been bleeding for 12 years reached out and just grabbed the hem of his his garment, his coat. Yeah. And she stopped bleeding. Which is wild. And he turned around and he's on his way to heal a dying girl, but he still stopped and took the time to show love to this girl who had, was already healed. He, yeah. He could have just let his power leave him, heal her on the go and just keep going. But yeah. instead he turned around and he actually took the time. Yeah. And I, I think when we see examples um, of Jesus loving others mm-hmm. and also of Jesus being loved by others, it's about time. Yeah. Um, the woman caught in adultery, she's brought to Jesus and he doesn't just say like, all right, the first person who sinned or if <laughs> anybody who hasn't sinned, throw your stone. They'll drop it. He's like, okay, bye. Like, he takes yeah. the time. Yeah, exactly. Right? He takes he the time. Invest, invests time in people. Like, yeah. all throughout the scripture, you can see where he actually takes the time to interact with people. Yeah. And and so, I think that, and when Jesus, he washes his disciples' feet. Yeah. That's not a quick, okay, put your feet under this hose. No. That's a very intentional act of love for his disciples yeah it is um and it took he took time to do that yeah and so i think when we look at bouncing back or continuing keep going 
Yeah. By taking time. Yeah. To love God, love yourself, and love others. Exactly. Um, I think sometimes we forget about ourselves. I think we do. Yeah. But one thing that I've been reminded of lately, just in my prayer and stuff, and I've had a couple conversations about it, is that idea of Jesus tells us to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And so I'm not going to take too long on there on this because it's a little bit of a tangent, but we cannot properly love our neighbors if we don't know how to properly love ourselves. Yeah. And, and it's finding that because I think many of us growing up and if we grew up in church, it was the, well, I think even outside of church, but in church, it's the don't be selfish, put others first, which is scriptural. Yeah. But it's, you also have to be able to take care of yourself. Yeah. And so it's finding the balance Mm -hmm. of what is being selfish versus what is allowing yourself to take care of yourself the way Jesus would want you to. Yeah. And it's not about loving the things the world loves about you. Yeah. It's about loving the person that Jesus has created you to be. Yeah, exactly. When you can find that person and figure out how to love that person. Yeah. Then you love others out of that. Exactly. And when we show love to Jesus, he shows us that love for ourselves as well. Yeah, he does. And that's often a prayer of mine is to to help me love like he loves. Yeah. Especially when I'm having trouble maybe loving somebody. Yep. (laughs) I have to I say all the time, God help me love this person or show me your love for this person. Yep. Or help me see this person through your eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the loving part. Um, and I think that's, that's the important piece because that love from Jesus and for Jesus is ultimately what will help us bounce back and keep going. Exactly. Um, And that, that, that love is what a lot of this will stem out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is okay, like, we are saying bounce back. Yeah. Because it is okay if you need to take a hot second. Yeah, it is. Um, I had to do that last night. Yeah. Right? Like, I had to take a hot second. I was not having a good night. And I had yeah. to take a hot second and just regroup. Yeah. And this morning, the first thing I did was I got out of bed and I grabbed my Bible. Yeah. Um, and I asked God... To show me how to love myself, show yeah. me how to love others. And yeah. as I read my Bible, I fell more in love with God. Exactly. And that's huge, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. And so that and, is, that's what we're talking about when we say, when we look to Jesus, he helps us bounce back. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we can't properly leave the topic of Jesus' love without talking about the cross. <laughs> No, it is very true. We We touched on it at the beginning when we were talking about Hebrews 12, when it says through his joy, he went to the cross. Yeah. That is the ultimate act of love. It is. And not that everybody is going to have to die for their faith. No, but we... That in North America, most of us won't. Yeah. But there are things of sacrifice that we are going to have to lose. Yeah. Our right. reputation. Mm-hmm. 
we cannot have a proper reputation in the world no while still loving god exactly like well while still loving god well yeah well and that's why i mean we've referenced this song before on the podcast but dc talks jesus freak yeah right and like we aren't supposed to be exactly like everybody else in the world like we're supposed to be different there's supposed to be something noticeably different about us versus everybody else the bible tells us it calls us to be holy which that is not asking us to be perfect like jesus no No. because that's an impossible order no we cannot do that and that's why again slight aside in revelation when we see the angels calling jesus holy they say holy, 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 because when it's three times, it means yeah. perfection. Right. I did not know that, actually. So they say it three times because yeah. we cannot be holy, holy, holy. Right. Um, but the holiness that we're asked to strive for is yeah. to be set apart. Right. Exactly. Different from the world. Yeah, Exactly. And that doesn't mean um, that we think we're better than the world. No. That doesn't. It just means that we act in a different way than the world acts. Exactly. Sometimes that means sacrifice. Yep. Um, That might mean um, damage or not damage, but that might be ended friendships. Yeah. Um, It might be um, giving up your social media. Yeah. It, like, there's so many things that it might be. Yeah. It could just be taking a second thought on what shows you're listening to or, or watching or music you're listening to. Yeah. Or what exactly. TikTok videos you're choosing to watch. Yeah, exactly. Because that For You page can be unpredictable sometimes. It can be. You never quite know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So that's the love part. Yeah. That's the love piece. Yeah. Um, We're not going to spend as much time on the second part, but I I do think it's important. And I think, I think I saved it for last for the second part because I think it's all part of loving Jesus. Jesus teaches us how to retreat to pray, how to retreat to spend time with the Father. Um, so Luke 4, what is it? Luke 4, Matthew 4, and Mark 1. Yeah. We're not going to read them all, but just remember, it's in all of those. If you don't believe me, check them. Check them all. Luke 4, Matthew 4, Mark 1. Jesus yeah. is tempted in the desert. And I, I think that sometimes when we just classify it as Jesus was tempted in the desert, um, and we miss the fact that Jesus chose to go into the desert for 40 days to be alone with his father before he started his ministry. Yep. I think we miss part of the point. Yeah. Because the devil could have chosen to tempt him anywhere, but he it's chose, true. Jesus had chosen to go into the desert alone and fast. And that's when the devil chose to, to tempt him. But it's important to note that, like, before Jesus started his ministry, he went to be alone with the Father. 
So mm-hmm. like verse verse one of Luke four says, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. And he was there to be with God. He wasn't there to be with the devil. No. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's those. That's, again, Luke 4, Matthew 4, Mark 1. Yeah. So you can challenge me if you think I'm wrong. <laughs> but you have to read them first. Yeah. Um, Luke 22, verse 39. Yeah. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Um, This is right before Jesus was arrested. Right. So in anticipation and worry, he chose to retreat to pray. Yeah. Yeah. And not only did he choose to retreat and pray, in anticipation and worry, he asked the disciples to do it with them. Exactly. And he asked us to do it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that same account, or that same story is found in Mark 14. Yeah. Where is it? Mark 14 starting in verse 32. And then they went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. He said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. We won't continue with that. Because similar, and yeah. we read these a few weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Um, but again, it's in multiple gospels, which means there's something we can learn from it. Yeah. In order to keep going and bounce back, we need to be able to retreat. Yeah, we do. We're, we won't read this, but in both. Matthew 14 and Mark 6. It's the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. But initially, the plan for that wasn't to feed 5,000 people or even teach to 5,000 people. Yeah. The plan for that was for Jesus to retreat because he was mourning the loss of John the Baptist. Yeah, it's true. So I actually, I will, I think it's in Matthew. I won't read the whole thing, but. Um, Matthew 14, I'm pretty sure it's the Matthew account. Um, yeah, 14, verse 13, it says, now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew, heard this being that John the Baptist had died. 
he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. So he was actually trying to get away in solitude to grieve the loss of his cousin. Exactly. And his cousin who, when we talked through John the Baptist and our What Happened to the Savior series, they had a deep connection. They did. We don't know what their cousin relationship was, but we know that from in like from in the womb, they had yeah. a deep a deep Holy Spirit connection. They did. And so it would have grieved him a lot to find out that John had died. Mm-hmm. So he withdrew to go be with his father in solitude. Yeah. He did. And that same story is accounted in Mark 6. Mm-hmm. So again, two different places. Pay Multiple attention. times. Yeah. Um, but I think what we can take from all of this, from that part in particular, is if we if we just try to keep going on our own strength, it doesn't work. It doesn't. And we, that's how we get to burn out, and that's not good. No. Um, I take a Sabbath every, like, Sunday afternoon to Monday. Yeah. Um, after, like, an intentional Sabbath. Um, Which you are spectacular at. You're actually an inspiration to do it better. Um, and so, sometimes I fail at, well, not fail. Sometimes I don't do as well as I'd like to. Um, yeah. But I have to remind myself that it's not about rules. It's about allowing myself to be with the Father. Yeah. And that might look different mm-hmm. in, at different seasons. It's true. Um, but that Sabbath, I am willing to say, is the reason that I am still able to do my job. I think I would have burnt out a long time ago. Yeah. If that wasn't something... I had put into my life. And it's not something that's just about work. No. And I remember a pastor once saying, Sabbath is not just a day off. No. Right? It's an intentional day of rest and spending time with Jesus. Yeah. And I, I will often tell people my day off is Saturday. Yeah. My Sabbath is Monday. Yeah. So the Sabbath is not the day that I get groceries done and do dishes no. and exactly. finish up my laundry. And um, and it means a lot of preparation to yeah. get to that point. Yeah. But it's a retreat to the Father yeah. that I need every week. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like a, a chance to uh, refocus mm-hmm. for the uh, for the upcoming week. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, it's, and that's why we're commanded to, mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Um, like it's actually a command and I think we forget that sometimes. Like it's actually yeah. one of the 10 commandments. But in a world of busyness and busyness is almost respected. Yeah. And I don't know if revered is the right one, if it, but busyness is like, the thing and if you're not busy or you take that time 
then people are like, oh, who do you think you are? Like, or they just are like, wow, you must, I don't know how you do that. The the response I get a lot is, it must be nice to not have kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but there are a lot of people who do Sabbath with kids. It just, it looks different than mine. And if I have kids, it's going to look different. Just like when my family's in town visiting, it looks different. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, for people with kids, go back and listen to a podcast from last year, the year before. Yeah. When Michaela White. Yeah. I I was not on it. It's back when Shona was still doing it. But, um, like, it's a good podcast. Here she is. She's a mom. With, with a husband small boys. And yeah. yeah. Who, and who dedicates that time. And a full-time, they both, her and her husband both have full-time jobs. Yeah. Like, but they still dedicate the time to Sabbath as a family. So that, I, that podcast, just hearing her talk. Yeah. Changed my perspective on Sabbath even more. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I would I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that one. That was from about yeah. a year ago. Yeah, even if you've listened to it before. Yeah. But like, check yeah. it out again. Um. So, what do we see when we look to Jesus that will help us bounce back and keep going? We see love, both shown love and received love. Yeah. Which that's important too. It's important it is. to receive just, love. Yeah, because I think we sometimes struggle to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus was a prime example of that. Yeah. He sat, again, with the taking time, he sat back and allowed yeah. Mary and Martha to show him love in their own unique ways. Mm-hmm. It's true. We need to somehow figure out how to receive love from those who are trying to show us the love of Christ. Yeah. Um, Without feeling guilty. Because sometimes I feel guilty. (laughs) I know. Me too. Um, But also to love others. Yeah. Um, And also retreating to be with the Father. And retreat sometimes well, retreating and retreat sometimes has a negative connotation to that word. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you think back to a military thing, if you retreat, it's like you're giving up. Yeah. Or you're running away. But that's yeah. not, that's not the case. No. It just means to take a step back. Yeah. To be with the father. Yeah. And exactly. that might be that when you're driving from point A to point B, instead yeah. of listening to the radio, you're listening to a uh, scripture or you're listening mm-hmm. to a scripture based podcast or yeah. to worship music. Exactly. Or you're sitting in silence and just asking God to speak to your heart. Yeah. Um, or speaking to God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be 40 days in the wilderness. Nope. It doesn't have to be the same day of Sabbath every week. For some of exactly. you, you may find that, to take two afternoons a week and Sabbath those two afternoons is yeah. easier for you. Exactly. And it just take time to retreat with God. When Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, 
he was running to the father in fear and anticipation and worry. Yeah, exactly. When Jesus retreated after John died, he was running to the father in his grief. Mm-hmm. Right? He ran, he ran to the father and set the example for us to run to the father because that is how he was able to do his ministry. And that's how we are able to do our lives mm-hmm. and receive the father and receive love and show love. Yeah, exactly. So that's Excellent. all I've got. Yeah. Next week we start our camp series. Woo-hoo. And I'm very excited. Yeah. Special guests to be announced. Yeah. We have a few lined up. We're just trying to nail down uh, dates and who's doing when. So um, yeah. stay tuned. We're really excited. We are. And uh, it's going to be really good. So, yeah. all right. Thanks, Leash. Thanks, Court. We'll see you later. Bye. We'll see you later. Bye. See ya.